What is it today? Is it... Today Monday? Today is Monday. Today is Monday. Mm-hmm. How can I not know that? I mean, the weekend just took place. Yeah. Who can count the days? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who knows what's what? Mm-hmm. It's so much going on. I got so many things on the schedule day to day. It's like, here's Monday again. Yeah, you're all booked up. Actually, this is a relaxing moment right here because, the, you know, in the confines and the rules of this show, I at least know where I'm going to be sitting for a period of time. Yes. Something comforting you're about that. A bit restricted. Anyway. Yeah, like these the walls of this chair. Mm-hmm. Really. There's boundaries. I, I, get, I stick myself in there and I say, you know what? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm down for the ride. I'm here, oh, yeah. for, I'm here for a good time. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me today, Will? Uh... Let's check this one out. 15 Sony gadgets that were too weird for this world. Too weird for this world. I'm a big Sony fan. Oh, I remember this. Really? Sony Roly. I I feel like I remember this. Oh. Wait, do I remember this? What Uh, do you get when you combine an MP3 player with a built-in speaker, a rolling autonomous robot, and an egg? (laughs) The Roly! I mean, did this come out as a product or was it? Let's see here. Yeah, it's out. It came out. It had a $400 price tag with two gigs of storage. It it included pre-programmed choreography for Avril Lavigne's girlfriend. Mm. How does that go? How does that song go? I don't remember that at all. Uh, Hey, hey, you, you. What? Yeah. Hey, hey, you, you, can I be your girlfriend? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Whoa. What a time warp. She's uh, ageless, eh? Is she? She's never really aged. She looks exactly the same. I want to know what type of program she's on. I sure (laughs) don't look the same. uh, (laughs) Some sort of Android variant. I sure don't know. Like Zuckerberg. Uh, I'm, I'm sure not the same. Uh, th- this is cool. I I, I like right? the fact that every so often Sony, I guess that's why you. This is uh, we have 15 gadgets that were too weird for the world. Sony does take some chances sometimes. Uh-huh. And it looks cool. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, can you imagine your choice of Bluetooth speakers, a $400 thing that uh-huh. rolls around on the floor? I, I can't imagine. That's a bold move. You it get, is, yeah. You get into the party or something, you're like, I brought my Roly. Uh-huh. They're like, it'll well, definitely you, impress it, Avril Lavigne. You brought your what? And you're like, I just need some floor space. You mind if I move your <laughs> coffee <kidding>. table? <laughs> yeah, don't step on it. Let me just move this coffee table real quick. What's next? Oh, man, I love this thing. The first Ibo? The Ibo. I love all the Ibos. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I wanted an Ibo so bad. Uh, obviously, this it, it was it's way more rudimentary than you want it to be as you're robot pet it's no it's it looked, no substitute it, for the real deal it has like a cyber look to it it's not as friendly but it looks cool too no it got it got more friendly as time yes. went on so this model is called the ers220 robotic pet and what year would that have been i don't know it looks like robocop sure enough mm-hmm. it, they say it's like uh RoboCop inspired. Everything robotic was that silver color at one point. Yeah, metallic. Metallic, that's how it was going to look. But it couldn't it couldn't do all that much back then. I mean, for the time it could, but they made huge advances 
and they eventually got to the most recent version, which we featured on Unbox Therapy, and was actually it started to get cute, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it had its own bone. It started to have a little personality, a little didn't ball. it? Yeah. As far as um, robotic pets go. Oh my goodness, it's like a portrait mode desktop computer, kind of like an iMac almost. Um, it had color. color the screen. Sony E-Villa, what a name. Now, I remember Sony computers because my first laptop ever was actually a Sony VAIO computer. So I was always curious and interested in their computer products. I never had the desktop. I like the big speaker grill at the bottom. So it was a portrait-style 15-inch CRT with 266 megahertz yes, and 64 sir. megabytes of RAM. Yes, sir. And uh, it was 500 bucks, which oh. wasn't too bad. Oh, for that? Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So a little budget offering, the E-Villa. This is a thing. It, what's interesting about it is you had the 4.3, like you had the squarish form factor, mm -hmm. and then it immediately moved to the wider aspect ratios. But then Portrait eventually took off on mobile. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of ahead on that. Like Instagram will look great on that computer. Yeah. <laughs> you may, probably bad. don't even have a scroll wheel. Ooh, what is this? Sony Aroma, Aromastic. So like Aroma. Mobile like scent dispenser. Look at that dude right size there. Of like a lipstick. That guy is... In another universe himself. I mean, I want to know what he's smelling because yeah, he's having fun with it. But the eyes close your like close your eyes, close your eyes and smell. Uh, setting its sight on the uh, sights on the lucrative scented candle market. Sony's aromastic, aromastic feels weird. I want to say aromatastic, mm -hmm. aromastic, aromastic, aromastic. Mobile scent dispenser was arguably an upgrade. So you don't need to wait for the candle. Instead, you blast this straight up your nose. Is that healthy? Just blasting yeah. the scent straight up the nostril? Condensed scent. Oh, it looks to be working for him, so who am I to say? Cybershot. Oh, my God. This is a real throwback for me. I believe. You had this? I believe I played with this. If I didn't play with it, I wanted it. Maybe I didn't play with it. But this was that weird crossover of trying to figure out do we want cameras or our phone's going to do everything? And I still wanted cameras at the time. I think, I believe this thing was based on the RX 100 at the time. I see like they call it the QX 100 was a one inch sensor. Mm -hmm. And it was an improvement on what you had on your smartphone, but it was at the expense of this monster zoom lens living on the back. But I like the weird and wacky stuff from time to time. It was 500 bucks. 500 bucks. One inch sensor. On the back, I mean, the real only advantage as opposed to having like a dedicated camera to go with your smartphone, I guess the RX100 was more than 500 bucks too, but the idea here was that you had quick transfers, uh, like I think through their app, into so you could share a little bit more quickly this way, mm -hmm. but the ergonomics obviously suffer massively over a dedicated camera, but cool and experimental, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the Sony Milo portable instant messaging device. That's it? That's all it is meant to do? Is that running Android? Uh, it was a media player. Hmm. Played digital vid videos and MP3s. Wow. Yeah. I would have wanted that at one point. What did they say? 2006. So. 350 bucks. Let me do some math real quick. 
Oh, that's later than I thought it would be. 2006. It's like five years before I was on YouTube. I would have wanted to check that out on YouTube had I been uh -huh. on YouTube at the time. The year before the iPhone came out. Wow. It was all so... this design. <laughs> it was so open. No one knew yes. what the form factors of the future were going to be. It was pre-touchscreen, at least touchscreen in the way that we eventually came to know it. It's got the PS Vita vibes too. Absolutely. And also, obviously, the T-Mobile Sidekick, which was yes. a tremendously popular device. So that was 350 bucks. Oh, it had... It had an Opera browser, mm -hmm. Google Talk. It could make VoIP calls through through Skype without mobile data plan. It's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is the Sony E-Marker radio song identifier. Wow. How would that even work? That's a hardware version of Shazam. $20 Sony E-Marker is the ancestor of music recognition recognizing apps. It was a 2000 era technology to recognize songs. 10 song requests at a time before having to sync the device to a computer. <laughs> uh, man, that was a real problem at one point in time when discovery of music was mostly uh, through formats that were not permanent. And you'd be like, oh, what was that song? It would drive you crazy. And now you just take it for granted. Like, you know, every song. I heard a song, I even heard a song on the radio the other day. Believe it or not, I think you were maybe boring my truck. And whenever that happens, the Bluetooth is no longer connected and the radio comes on. Mm. And so I hopped in and it was already running or something and the radio was on. And then I heard a song and I was like, oh, what was that song? And then I even was able to just go to the radio station website and uh, see the last bunch of songs played. Cool. So even if you don't use Shazam or. I guess you can use your assistant too or uh, Siri. Can they identify songs? Um, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> what? Sony did a, a smartwatch strap? Get out of here. Uh -huh. The Sony Wina? Well, that's, not, that's an unfortunate name. <laughs> Wrist Pro smartwatch strap. This, I guess you put it on, it, by the looks of it, you put it on a traditional non-smartwatch, and then you're able to get certain notifications what, what on the clasp by the looks of it so you can make your non-smart watch a little smarter the bracelet was compatible with watches that used an 18 to 20 or 22 millimeter strap hidden away in the clasp was a tiny oled display capable of delivering a couple lines of text but bluetooth a rechargeable battery and motion sensors for fitness tracking mm -hmm. i've seen this idea i didn't know sony had done it themselves I, and i don't think this idea has really taken off mm-hmm yeah. Oh, Sony folding tablet P. Now, wait a sec. I had their tiny little notebook, which was a similar form factor, but it must have been a lot earlier than this. Is this the Vio? The Vio P, I think Vio it was P. called. It had right. a keyboard, but a similar form factor to this. Now, this looks like Android, and this is obviously a precursor to the eventual folding devices that we saw that were single display. This is a dual display. Mm -hmm. Featuring OLED. Oh, yeah, there you go. Long before flexible OLED, it was side-by-side -side 5.5 inch displays. Of course, you had the bezel to deal with. NVIDIA Tegra 2 processor 2011. So I was in the game. This could have been on my channel. I, uh, it probably wasn't uh, It probably wasn't the scale at that point that Sony mm -hmm. was interested in sending me any kind of tablet P in that era. 
Ooh, an external discman? Wait yeah. a second. So the this is like a tabletop discman. Uh-huh. You can't you can't touch it after it's spinning because uh, it's kind of cool, man. <laughs> this might be my favorite so far. It's almost like vinyl mm -hmm. at that point where it there's kind of some sort of a ambience to it when you see the spinning disc yeah stuff is happening mm. it's not just magic wow yeah discman discman walkman i guess you could argue walkman precursor to the ipod ipod precursor to the smartphone it's a it's an interesting thing to think about the significance of like how mobile music was the first gadget or one of the first gadgets that was in your pocket Mm -hmm. And then led to the eventuality of like pretty much all of our gadgets mm -hmm. or our pocket device being a combination of all of our gadgets. Sony SRS wireless speaker TV remote. <laughs> okay, that this might be the weirdest one yet. This is a brick, which is a TV remote slash speaker. And I presume it's stationary. I mean, you can move it, but I'm guessing this goes on like your side table. It was 165 bucks. Yeah, there's no perspective with the hand. To know how big it is. Mm -hmm. Must be big. This was back in 2015. Only available in Japan. It looks like it has a dial pad on there. But I guess that's just for maybe if you want to put your TV station in. Mm -hmm. That's a nice knob, though, for volume. Yeah, big and round. I don't mind that. The XEL1 OLED TV. Oh, this is early days OLED when you, it wasn't super thin and all in one. And I remember, I feel like I'm, I saw something like this at CES, I believe. And I was like, oh, OLED's obviously the future. But it was crazy expensive. I don't know if they're going to put the price. I remember it being, oh, 2500 for that tiny 11-inch. For an 11-inch TV with OLED tech. That's wild. Was it even HD? That's wild. It must have been. Oh, no, not even. Order of 1080p. 960 by 540. <laughs> this was a high-end... This I actually looked into this product at one time because I used to like recording music. Here you have a very high-end audio recorder, which also happens to just shove a camera in there as well. And mm -hmm. you can see the stereo mics up on the front. HDR MV1. I believe it was also expensive. And it oh, and the video quality took a major hit. It was a oh no, it didn't. It was it was capable of 1080p. Mm -hmm. So that's not that bad. But I just remember it wasn't on par with their uh, cameras of the era. You really, if you were gonna get this, it was all it was because you wanted. It was more about the audio performance than the video performance. What? Oh, so this is a phone for Skype or other VoIP apps and yet it's also your mouse it's kind of genius yeah. it's kind of genius actually yeah, I, it's not I, too bad. I, I like the uh, <laughs> i like anything that does more than one thing but then again it probably doesn't do either of those things really amazing uh -huh. and you gotta be doing a lot of voiping yeah so you can't use your mouse while you're on a call <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah that's actually a great point well yeah. magic link personal digital well that's early days that's your first smartphone right now. The kids are shivering looking at that. Ain't it no had game. a GUI. 
Yeah, there's like an actual drawing of a desk, uh-huh. <laughs> like a phone on Skew-morphism. it. Skewmorphism. I don't mind that. It's some novelty. I, I don't know. That feels kind of warm for some reason. Uh. Like, almost like a video game. Yes. I wonder if that's the last one. Yeah, we that did was the it. Last one. Though definitely, those are all too weird for the world. I, I'm not surprised that they're uh-huh. uh, no longer with us. Which was your favorite? Well, uh, the scent one. Oh yeah, shove that, cool. shove that up your nose and see what happens. Uh-huh. Today's sponsor is DoorDash. DoorDash delivering. I just saw a DoorDash order. Really? Yeah, I just saw one. Go, it's on its way to my house right now. Oh. Because I have, you know, shared account with that. Yeah. It's, man, in a pinch, like, we got stuff to do later on after this show. And in a pinch, you hit up the DoorDash, take care of business. It's, man, to have that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Tell you what. Groceries as well. That's the new thing, right? Uh, if you forget something, you need those essentials. You can get it in 30 minutes or less with DoorDash. It, like they got over here dinner, deodorant, Dunkin', whatever you want to grab, whether it's food or the essentials. You can see they, they can go to a convenience store for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be, even be like some first aid type stuff. I mean, maybe you need a tub of ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, Hagen Dots. You need some emergency toilet paper. Some of those flavors, man. Yeah. But you got cut up watermelon over there. Sometimes I need that. Of course. So the variety keeps expanding. It's so many different partners. 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. I mean, they really have, it's more than you could ever try, but you will try to try as many as possible. That's part of the fun over there. 30 minutes or less, that's the, that's the key. You can see here, there's uh, actually many options uh, right around that mark. Some of them even last like 20 minutes. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I actually did some DoorDash pickup as well. It's another thing I should mention. You can also just use DoorDash even if you want to pick up or it's on your way home or something mm-hmm. because it's the convenience of it, right? Yeah. You already have the app. It's You don't, you don't want to call. You call in and you, you talk about the specifics of the ingredients and things like this. No, don't do that. It's out of control. Yeah. So more often than not, just out of convenience, I'm going that direction. Mm-hmm. For a limited time, you guys watching this, listening to this right now, you can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. Uh, just download the DoorDash app and enter the code LUELATER2021. That's 25% off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LUELATER2021. Do not forget the code so that you get your 25% off. Uh, you can also uh, check the details in the description if you forget the code for some reason. It's Lulator2021. Please don't forget. Let's them know that we sent you. Thank you, DoorDash, for supporting the show. Analysts have corroborated rumors. That corroborated. The, uh, that's right. Because that's together. how serious rumors are, Will. Uh-huh. Rumors are so serious that they require corroboration, mm. like some sort of official some sort of criminal activity mm-hmm. i don't know Do, can you corroborate that story mm-hmm. and the leakers are like some I, sort of investigation the leaker types are like i can absolutely corroborate yeah. upcoming macbook pro will ditch the touch bar I, well look look i'll corroborate that i haven't met anybody that likes it i, I really haven't i mm-hmm. haven't talked to anyone who's like i can't live without my touch bar 
So why would you keep putting something in that doesn't seem to, people aren't finding to be all that useful. Mm-hmm. It was a cool, a cool idea. I remember the, the ads and the demos and like people are swiping and tapping and customizability. Although everyone just used the same custom order. Oh yeah. Um, it's a disaster. No one, I don't know. Some, somebody, I, well, we're speaking from our own, uh, at using ourselves as an example, but there's maybe, there's gotta be someone out there who's watching this right now. That's like, no, don't get rid of the touch bar because I do this one specific thing with the touch. Uh-huh. There's gotta be somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think there might just be more people that want the alternative, which mm-hmm. is that uh, to have just tactile buttons and that's it. Touch bars continue to be the number three application with an 18% unit share and 1.2% revenue share in Q121. We expect touch bars to be exceeded by tablets when Apple starts the adoption of the 10.9-inch AMOLED iPad. Further, our sources suggest that Apple may cancel the touch bar in the future. So that's there's your report. The report of a report written in this report. A variety of other sources have indicated that Apple plans to kill the touch bar with the upcoming MacBook Pro redesign this summer, including Ming-Chi, Bloomberg, Bloomberg, Mark Gurman. It's over there. So I would not be surprised one bit. And uh, I won't care. I won't miss it. Okay. I don't know if you will. I mean, you use a MacBook Pro all the time right now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not using one all that much right now, but will you miss it? No. Not one bit. Yeah. I like the tactile buttons. Yeah. Especially the volume button. You know? Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because in this photo, the guy's trying to tap the, the yeah. touchscreen volume. <laughs> uh-huh. It just feels nicer with tactile buttons. Man, right? there's still so. some something to be said about tactile buttons. Still, you know, we look at those electric cars, the Ford ones, they put the knob in there. They're like, some people still want to feel their volume. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Richard Branson went to space. Oh, he did it. He beat Bezos to the to the punch? Yeah. I think Bezos is going this week or next week. Okay. Yeah. Highlights from Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic flight into space. So, wait a second. Wait a minute. That's the vehicle? Yeah. Looks like an airplane, man. Yeah. Well, they they went up to uh, the curvature. So they can basically go up and then see the the curvature of the Earth. That's it? And they went back down. The flight took about an hour. All right, all right. They're getting high. They got got rocket. Oh, okay, okay. They launch off that thing. Yep. It looks cool because it doesn't look like a rocket. Until it it's does. It's deceiving, yeah. Oh, and that's then cool. they just went zooming by and everything went well. Wait a sec, wait a sec. How did he get into that unit? What do you mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, you got yeah, to rewind You got to rewind a little sorry, bit more right, over so. here. So, oh, there, there's a cut there. There's an edit. All yeah. right, I got so, you. So they were in space. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's no footage of the inside of the cabin when they're in space. Uh, they like, were, but not I'm, in this article. Oh, okay. Um, but they he was with a crew of maybe okay. less than 10. That video on the top right looks like a nice view of the inside. Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. here we go. So I just wanted to see what the cockpit looked like when they're yeah, they're definitely in space. There's no there's zero gravity or close to it over there. Yeah, there's yeah. two pilots. Um they were Wait a sec. Branson doesn't undo his seatbelt. He does. Oh. He he gave a speech, a really inspiring speech. Oh. 
and then he took off his seatbelt and kind of so, just. So they were only they're only able to be. They out were waitlist for a couple minutes. A couple minutes, yeah. yeah. So and that's how the just, experience will be. Yeah. Wow, that's fun, man. That's cool. Yeah, congratulations to them. Do you need to have the shades up there? Oh, okay, she doesn't. Of course, yeah. For him. No, I was cool. just wondering if it's like a UV thing. Oh. I didn't know. Yeah, so. I, 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 oh, yeah, there. She has glasses yeah. on now. Yeah, that would be amazing. Obviously, that would be very cool. I'm curious about the re-entry. So you're floating, you're floating. They, maybe they don't show that part. I'm sure some clip does. So Okay, there. Now, it looks like they're well, going down. Yeah, I mean... They kind of just land. So this is so, different than what Bezos is doing and Elon is doing. This is like a plain, a more plain looking deal. Yeah. And then it gets up to a certain height. Then the boost, the the, the rocket kicks in and then they go so a they further. I guess they launch in the air instead of on the ground in a way. Kind of. and But then also landing, they're landing on a traditional runway. They're not trying to like right. land a rocket. Mm-hmm. Isn't Bezos trying to land it? What's he? No, his comes down, floats down as a capsule. Yes. Yeah. So it is, it's a little different. It's a little different approach. Uh, his looks almost like as if when you have astronauts coming back from a space shuttle. Mm -hmm. His is cooler. I'm just gonna say that right yeah, now. Yeah. Would you? Uh, well, well, don't don't you agree? Because we know about planes and this is more accessible and easier to digest. Because it's like you're going on a plane. It feels less scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're both cool. What am I talking about? It's you're in space. It's big citizens are going to space. Sure. It's all cool, but it's interesting to see the the various approaches. I know in the case of uh, Virgin Galactic, it's about space tourism, right? It's about people taking these trips. Yes. The ticket is uh, 250K, at least for right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. But less than 500 people went to space so i mean there's that no I, I, look, listen yeah. there's a lot of people that will be interested in doing that and uh, imagine that instagram post <laughs> uh you know what i mean one I think, of a kind photo see, for now for now yeah yeah that's yeah. cool all right congrats richard branson you mm -hmm. you sped things up and survived and it's good news yeah good job what we have here, Will? Oh, Super Mario 64. I saw this story. It was a cartridge yeah. that sold for... That doesn't load. A bunch of money. Oh, 1.56 million. Record-breaking auction. It was a sealed copy of Super Mario 64. Did you play this game? I did. Was a big fan. Same. It, this was a big game in the sense that it showcased a 3D world. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it wasn't... We weren't going left and right. We're going all over the place. Yeah, we can go another dimension. And so people are, the collectibles thing is uh, is just all, it's huge right now. Collecting all kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. Pokemon and NFTs and why not cartridges, especially really special ones. Mm -hmm. So somebody, uh, Dallas, Texas-based Heritage Aux Auctions noted that it's the first time a single video game has ever sold for more than a million. That's interesting because it's not that old of a title. It's not, no. 1996. It was the first video game to feature world-famous Mario character in 3D, which is cool. It had an A++ grade, so they grade them based yeah. on how well-kept they are and uh, the condition, essentially, of the box. You see the box here. Mm -hmm. I, and and the, I guess it's sealed and then 
inside of the container as well. So it was preserved in nearly impeccable condition. So if that's something you wanted to own, it was nostalgic for you, or or even if you just, just as a collector's item, you think it's going to go up in value. The, the Mario character feels like it will have significance for a while. Yeah, it really is timeless. But I don't know if I'm dropping 1.56 million. No. I mean, I'm just speaking from my own perspective, but... Yeah. But great, it's cool anyway. Great game, though. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was... Remember the soundtrack? Yes. Very peaceful. Uh-huh. Really a mood to it. Mm-hmm. I recall. Cooler Master has revealed a giant egg you can game and work inside. Very interesting. You know, I'm always curious about these things. So... That We've done videos on this, all these types of chairs that you can sit in and game in and have monitors surrounding you. I have never seen this one before. And so it's it, kind of like a pod more than anything. Very potty. It looks futuristic. It has a single monitor mounted, mm -hmm. but you seem slightly even more enclosed than some of the stuff that I've looked at on the channel. Yeah, very singular, like... Almost yeah. like you could launch out into space in that thing. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a similar to the keyboard tray that has to come in. You have uh, LED light on the front. Yeah, it reclines. So. It has an adjustable head and foot rest and 2.1 surround sound. Hmm. Does it? So so do they have any pictures of it reclining? Oh, I like that, how the lid lifts up. That's uh -huh. cool. You, I see the LEDs on the bottom. And they're in like that kind of magenta color there. So it can hold... 49-inch monitor or three 27-inch monitors. Cool. Now, but, I, I don't know if, like, these images are making it feel this way, but this looks a little more polished than some of the stuff I've seen in the past. Uh-huh. Yeah. It looks a little more <laughs> ready for prime time. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I saw the cup holder and the remote there, mm -hmm. kind of curious about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's just not like a heap of steel <laughs> it's uh well speaking designed. from personal experience having built a variety uh -huh. of heaps of steel yeah yeah it's got a little more fit and finish to it does it say anything about price or release? yeah can you guess oh i don't know it should be like three grand i guess <laughs> more five grand dude this Ten thing grand? runs 12 to 14 grand yeah well anyway they don't intend I mean, on selling a lot of them, obviously, but that's cool. If the finish is really crazy good, uh -huh. I don't know. Maybe like these game streamers or something can be in there. Sure. I don't know. Have fun with it. I don't know. We we'll, should do an unboxing. Oh, okay. Well, they you can know? send it to us. Just I mean, definitely, we'll definitely we'll check it out. Oh. Did, did they say the date for it, or is it already out? Uh. Sometime in December. Oh, okay. So it's a little ways off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll definitely check it out. All right. You might like this one. Terrawind Amphibious Motorhome. Have you seen this before? No, never. I've seen things like this. This is absolutely wild. So you have a, first of all, an enormous motorhome on its own, mm -hmm. but then it's also a boat. Mm -hmm. Get out of town. That's insane. So you get, you take your whole home on the water. This must cost some money. Can you guess? That's got to be like a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a million. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on. 
Well, because yeah. I know what those type of motorhomes are on their own, and they don't go swimming. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you got to add something for that. It's a very specialty vehicle. But it looks like a regular RV. Yeah, it doesn't change when it goes in the Until water. Until it goes in the water, everyone's like, hey, don't do that. Don't ride your RV into the water. But you're like, yeah, I can. <laughs> I like how that's what happens to your voice. <laughs> yeah, well, every time. <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, so it has floaties, I guess. It becomes a houseboat. And what's cool about that is... You get to take your trip on the on the lake, and you don't have to move any of your stuff. There's no all your food and luggage, and it's huge. So I mean, you got like probably got like a TV in there, and there's a deck on the back, so it's it's like a real houseboat. You can jump off, swim off the back of it. That's yeah. very cool. Sun ten. So it's got the interior is very boat like, with a cabinetry and a bed back there. Yeah, I guess that's it. No, that's it. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. But million bucks. Yeah, million they bucks. They need is. to upgrade the TV, though. I mean, CRT. <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> it's part of the vibe, all right? Okay, I hear you. You're on the lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw this story. California driver caught with 23-inch satellite dish bolted to the hood of a Prius. This is the new, this is Starlink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why would this person be doing this? What is the reasoning? Uh, they wanted Wi-Fi. No, I know, but they don't have a phone or something. No, I guess not. I, it's uh, I guess it's kind of a troll. It, it has to be. It has to be. Well, they got pulled over. They, they, they the, the, the police had a problem with it. Yeah, California <laughs> Highway Patrol <laughs> in the Lancaster area recently stopped a California business person who had installed a SpaceX Starlink satellite. Smack dab in the middle of their Prius's hood. So when they drove, they were by their own admission unable to see when they turned right. Okay, so they put it also. Did they have to put in that location? I don't know. Maybe yeah, it is a troll. Done it on the roof or something. Maybe it is a troll. You think they're trying to get Elon's attention? Mm-hmm. Sir, I stopped you today for that visual obstruction on your hood. Does it not block your view while driving? The officer in a Facebook post recalled asking the driver. Motorist said, only when I make right turns. Yeah, I still don't really know the incentive here. It says Elon Musk said it was a bad idea himself. But, yeah. I mean, even him replying to it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he didn't reply to it. It was a separate post that they were analyzing. I don't know what to tell you about this. I, I really can't understand the incentive. I, I, it's Okay, so it's cheaper data than cellular, I guess. Uh, it hardly seems worth it. I mean, you ruin your car. How did he mount it? Yeah, Onto I think Prius. this is just a stunt. A stunt, okay. Just to get Elon's attention. Let's go with that. Let's just call it a stunt. Sure. Let's go with that. All right, last one. How many robots does it take to run a grocery store? This is from Tom Scott, a fan of his channel. I've watched many of his videos, dozens of his videos. What does he have for us today? So... He just kind of goes through a grocery store in London, which is very, very automated. There's 2,000 of these, over 2,000 of these little square robots that pack groceries all day long. These, all day and night, I guess. The grid that they're on, so they're dropping so stuff down? Yes. That's called the hive. And all of these robots, they uh, pick up groceries 
and just drops them somewhere else. They kind of pack individual groceries for people who order them. That is so cool. Yeah. My God, definitely a hive. It's a, this is a vision of the future for sure right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can just work on living. They don't get tired. They don't have a lifestyle. They don't have to post to social media. And at a certain point, um, they have individual robot arms that uh, for delicate uh, items like chips or something. Yeah, so I just grabbed some chocolate, some, uh-huh. some uh, Cadbury, and then it got me thinking about British Cadbury chocolate. Mm-hmm. I got sidetracked, Well, Oh, okay, yeah. Because that stuff is delicious. I don't it know. You had the British delicious. chocolate as well. You remember Super Saf was over here, uh-huh. and he was bring, he was bringing that stuff with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have to have him back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> Will's trying to see, keep it serious. He's got what's, a lot to uh, say. All right, tell us well, more. Well, what's impressive is that uh, these green lights obviously means that they're working. Um, it showed at a certain point in this video. Oh yeah, right here, where there's a yellow light and. Uh-oh. It needs maintenance. Oh, geez. But what's impressive is that the tolerances for each robot here is five millimeters. Mm. That's why they can just they just fly past each other. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's so tight. They got like roller blade, roller skate, roller blade wheels, something going on. They're so smooth, and they're on this grid. And then you picture it times ten, and then you picture it times a hundred, and then you picture it times a thousand. Well, we don't want to give away too much because this video looks really cool and I want to watch it. And you can watch it too. Head over to Tom's channel. It's got 2.5 million views already. How many robots does it take to run a grocery store? Yeah. Future is a strange place. No kidding. <laughs>